of this episode and I don't even care how stupid it looks I don't even know how I look hello three week hiatus oh why is that my fault uh I was stuck at my parents house away from the hideout um your boy got some wrist issues I got a broken scaphoid and it's been broken for four months and I had to stay there because the doctor's appointment was scheduled just so inconveniently like just close enough to where it's no point to drive here and back down, but just far enough to where, yeah, like I had to stay there. So I've been away um, from our place here in Tampa for three weeks now for several, oh, other than the wrist. It was also because of a passport appointment. I have Spanish nationality and uh, I went to Alabama. So no podcast episode. And I'm sorry. I'm sorry, but I'm back now with this. With I can't. Shut up. I can't stand the way my hair would be like with it on. So I'm just going to do, how do I look? Pasta boy's back. Dude, it's been three weeks and I already forgot the fact that we had to start the fucking monologue. We have a monologue. We have a monologue. <laughs> I know. Right, dude. It's crazy. Um, how like j- three weeks, just like for a moment, you kind of just forget some of the things. So I got to open up the monologue right quick. All right. Ready? I know it's been long, but welcome back. Thanks for reporting back to The Hideout, and welcome to episode 19. I'm your rebel host, Tyler Soflo, a.k.a. Can't Be Healthy for a Long Period of Time guy. And over here is your rebel co-host, Tony Soflo, my fucking name. a.k.a. You've been away for three weeks. Cone AKA, Stealer. Let's get this podcast going. This is the place to come to for a new way to follow the movement. Here we'll be talking about everything and anything in the parkour and free world from content reactions to updates, interviews, reviews, advice, and more. But we do it our way. So keep tuning in to see what the fuck that means. Today's task will be about post-world chase tag thoughts. That's right. We were on world chase tag, weren't we? Why is there a dirty license plate behind the Bob Rosses? Uh, Julian found it. Oh, here's another thing. This is the nighttime edition of the podcast. Why? Because why? Julian's schedule is why? Julian's schedule is a why? Yeah. <laughs> Explain it to them. Julian sleeps till like 5 p.m. in the day because he's lazy. And <laughs> <laughs> and because of that, we don't want to wake him up because we're good friends. Um, so, yeah, we had to wait till he woke up before we started screaming and acting like fools because he's lazy and likes to sleep in. And it's not because he has a job that requires him to work nights. Yeah, he doesn't have a nighttime shift for 12 hours. No, no, no. He doesn't get home at 8 a.m. and then goes to sleep. Yeah. No, he's just lazy. He doesn't pitch black his room like a vampire so he can sleep throughout the day and then go back to work at night. No, 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 no. He doesn't do that. He's just a lazy piece of shit. Yeah, yeah. He just sleeps until 5 now because he has no life. Yeah, yeah. And we're just so respectful that we wait till nighttime to record this episode. Because we're good friends and we don't talk shit about him. Yeah. And we're talking so fast because we haven't been on this fucking podcast for three weeks (laughs) and we're excited. Uh, Yeah, man. We were on World Chase Tag, all right? Our episode aired uh, about a week ago uh, on NBC Sports Network. And uh, Mama, I made it. Yeah, so for those of you that are listening that knew that, uh, this is going to be a cool episode for you because we're going to talk about the process, what it was like before going on, being there, and then afterwards. Fucking losing. Uh, Oh, shit. Spoiler alert. If you haven't watched the episode... (laughs) We lost. Yeah, we we didn't do we. But there's a story behind it, so I we're just, just gonna have fun. I just wish someone would have told us that that was not the goal. 
I thought we were supposed to lose. Do <laughs> we got second place in losing? I competed Tempest with the broken fucking wrist. took the trophy. Temp, temp- <laughs> they the number one peeps. Um, yeah, dude, that was a crazy experience. So we're just gonna have fun talking on this episode. Uh, essentially, giving you guys three weeks worth of missing out into one by just having fun and talking about the whole experience and the process and what we look forward into the future of world chase tag um or what world chase tag's future has in store for soulful movement rather um but yeah that's that be- before i no, the, 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 recorded this i was been, i told you guys why we haven't been uh, recording an episode for the past three weeks and we're probably not gonna have another episode by next week through the holidays so the new year will produce back the weekly episodes but for now this is what's gonna have to happen hold you guys for a while because we are personally going through some changes i am clearly going through some stuff I, my oh. surgery on my wrist is going to be in south florida oh, and I'm, we're going to be fuck. there for the holidays so there's Shit. no way we can record an episode so we're sorry for that but here's this big it's probably gonna be a big episode because we have a lot to talk about for the time being so i hope you appreciate it rebels um this was a crazy experience so we're we're hyped so uh the first thing that i want people to know tony is how we got involved because tony pretty much manned the whole process of world chase tag and being on it and he's the most hyped about it so how did we get on how the fuck did that happen for us why did anybody give a shit enough to talk to us (laughs) uh actually how did we get involved first it was i think apk approached us and then after that oh yeah 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 yeah. uh julian vasquez hit me up and he was like (laughs) he was like Yo, man, I got a, I got a, a big project. It's a secret project. I can't tell you what the project is, but do you want to be involved? And I was like, fuck yeah. Sure. Why not? <laughs> uh, he was like, yeah, I need you to send me videos of these athletes on your team. Um, APK is doing some stuff. And while I can't tell you, we uh, were interested in like you guys. He was like, he asked me, and speaking in terms of like, I'm Julian Vasquez, he said, Oh yeah, Mark asked me uh, who are the strongest, fastest guys you know, and I was like, "These guys, Soulful Movement, these right. guys." Don't know why he said that, but thanks, man. Um, <laughs> so yeah, and then he submitted videos and whatnot, and then eventually he got me in contact with Mark Turok, owner of APK, and we. Mark was like, "Oh yeah, we're we're filling." <clears throat> Where he gave me the whole rundown on World Chase Tag, how it's going to be in the U.S., it's going to be on NBC Sports and things like that, and we're filling we're filling up spots in our team. We have two teams, APK and whatnot, and we want to know if you guys like wanted to be in it and things like that. And then I came up with the idea of like, oh, like what if we came up with our own team down here? And he's like, yeah, you could do that too. Uh, g- granted, just know that all the teams being recruited, there's no guarantee there's going to be in it. The founders of World Chase Tag are pretty much just going to look at the teams and be like, they look good. Let's right. put them in, you know? Yeah, yeah. And we just happened to be one of those teams that they thought looked good. Again, don't know why. Um, <laughs> but they took a shot on us. And yeah. And then that's how that's how the whole thing really started, actually. And then we put yeah. the team together and I was I was yeah. like hitting up everybody to join our team. So, so well. walk walk people through the process because this is still pre World Chase. Like walk people through the process of what it was to organize and set up the team and what you had to do in order to make us look all fancy smashing. Oh, dude, there was a lot of sh- shit. So after, like, I pretty much got everyone together where I was like, all right, I hit up Raul. I hit up Jonathan. Well, Raul um, uh, mentioned Jonathan. Uh, he also mentioned Sean. I hit them up. And then, obviously, getting you on board was a whole fucking task. Yeah, I'll, t- <laughs> I'll explain that in a moment. And then uh, Julian, obviously, was on board. Um, initially, we were going to have Julio, but Julio couldn't do it because of uh, work relationship. He's a beefy nurse, He's a dude. fucking nurse. Um. <laughs> Yeah, with responsibilities that are so emotionally weighing down that you and I wouldn't be able to handle. What a fucking idiot. <laughs> yeah, piece of shit. <laughs> Left his fucking knee brace here. That's mine now. 
Nope. Um, there you go. <laughs> but yeah, uh, after putting all that shit together, there was damn, there was so much shit to do. We had to. I had to come up with the logo, tell them what our official team name was. We had to make sure I had to get videos from every single team member, like because they they want to make uh, intros for us for TV and things like that. Right. So I had to get videos of every single team member that those that the team member liked that showed off personality, skill, all these different shit. Uh, we had I had to like have all the team members fill out these like long ass questionnaires that were That's right. I don't even think they fucking used they might have I don't know because like a, no no <laughs> I think they did because I remember when we were competing the announcer was like they were training with duct tape on the mouth yeah, to but, increase the lung capacity but I, don't think, I don't think we put that in there I think I did. Oh well, I know they saw it, but we had to fill out a, each team member yeah. had to fill out a bunch of questionnaires. Dude, it was like it was like thirty fucking questions, and we had to fill out those questionnaires. We had to fill out. Um, we each had to get coronavirus tests, so I had to make twice. I had to make sure all the team. Granted, this is in my position where I'm sitting too. Like when I was like putting all this together, I was like, I was like, I don't know. Like I can, I can like, like um be on top of like you and julian but with raul jonathan and sean because like i wasn't physically there with them in my head i was like are they gonna fucking do this or are we just like Did not it, gonna so you found it hard because i feel like this was like i think your first real go around at like 100 percent being the delegator do you know what i mean did you find it hard delegating through a phone nah, not really. in the beginning and it wasn't hard to delegate it was just that my mind likes to pretend that if i'm not the one doing it for people it's not gonna get done which is not the case. Yeah. So there, does that make sense? You look yeah. confused. Yeah, I do a little bit. Say it again. So like my mind tells me like pretty much if I'm like, all right, Tyler, I need you to edit. Um, I need you to color correct the video. My mind, if I didn't know you as well, I know you now would tell me to constantly be worried because you're either a not going to do it. Okay. Do it a shitty job or yeah. not give it as much effort. You know, Cause you're not there like right over the shoulder. Right. Which doesn't mean it's going to happen. That's just the way my mind thinks. So obviously yeah. they got it all done. So they you, they right. did the coronavirus test and we, we all tested positive. Except for <laughs> oh, Hey, real quick. Let me just step in. So Tony said like, he's still walking you guys through the process of having to have everything done before road tripping to Georgia. Right. Let me just put that there. He's still not done talking about everything that had to get done, but in intermission, let me put in my point. First of all, I have problems. I have problems uh, with first-time things that are high-pressure like this. So uh, there was a competition with WFPF in 2016. I believe it was April. It was the first Pro-Am competition in Las Vegas. That was fucking challenging for me mentally because there's so much uncertainty. And I don't want to, like, just state what's going on. Just know that, like, I process things differently sometimes and it causes some issues or some challenges that I have to overcome Where some other people. It's not, it's exciting and they handle it very well. I don't, it's just the way I am and it, it does aggravate me. So for this instance, for the Las Vegas WPF that I'm referencing, I was so caught up in the uncertainty of everything. It was just so much environment, so many things going on with so many people and there's so many different variables that just caused me to be a mess. And so it happened again for world chase. Like, but I had a more understanding of it when it happened in Vegas, 2016, I had no idea what was going on with me. I just thought I just didn't know how to have a good time, right? Or how to be calm. This time I actually know what was going on with me, but it was still like, even though I can observe it and be like, this is what's going on, it was still hard. So for Tony to ask me to be on World Chase Tag, it was like, fuck. Because World Chase Tag already on its own made me uncomfortable. I'm gonna be real with you guys right now. And just to prove to you that even though you might be scared of something, shut the fuck up and do it anyway, because you can overcome it. I was terrified of World Chase Tag. The idea of panickingly do par doing parkour around obstacles that I didn't know of with somebody on my ass scared the shit out of me. Why? Because I, when I train, I'm super concentrated. I'm super focused. I know what I'm doing. The jump is there. You know, I'm confident and I'm taking my time. When I'm 
panicking, doing parkour, like, all over the place. Like, oh, my God, like, scrummaging what it felt like when I watched World Chase Tag, though. Uh, I didn't like it at all. But I knew that if I wanted to do something with myself, if I wanted to not run away from fears or whatever, that I had to throw myself in an environment that made me uncomfortable to overcome anything. It could also be like I can overcome something in my past that I didn't know I had by utilizing this uncomfortable situation to do that. So when Tony asked me, I was like, fuck me. Some Raul though, he was like, it's a dream come true. Like <laughs> I was like, oh shit, fuck, what if I just like hit my shin? What if I fucking hit my head? What if this happens? Somebody's watching me, the TV's on. Like, you know what I mean? So I had to force myself to do it. So I told Tony at like almost last minute, I was like, yeah, I'll do it. I'll do it. I'll do it. And so then he had to go ahead and do everything he just told you up until this point. And then coronavirus, uh, coronavirus test. testing was like, this was, this is starting to inch closer to like actually road tripping and world chase tag. This is towards the tail end of everything that Tony had to send in. By the way, Tony taking care of all this automatically granted him team captain title. He deserved it. So he, at this point is like almost done emailing and talking to everybody and we had to go get tested. So Tony and I went to a medical center, no, urgent care near here uh, in Tampa um, together in the same room, sat down. Lady came in, put the swab up in my nose, put the swab up in his nose. And she was like, you'll get the results in a while. The next morning they call me and they're like, hey, we're from the urgent care. We just want to let you know you have COVID. And I was taking a shit while they called me, by <laughs> the way. I was in the bathroom squatting like this on the phone. And I was like, oh, really? <laughs> Oh, I have COVID in my head. I'm like, no, the fuck I don't. I Wim Hof, bitch. No, I'm kidding. But I do. But that doesn't mean to fix it. And they were like, yeah, yeah. We just want to let you know uh, you're going to get a phone call from the health department telling you that you're going to be quarantining for 14 days. And that's up till October 10th, which was the day we're supposed to leave to Georgia for World Chase Tag. And I was like, oh, really? <laughs> like, oh, is that, is, that, is that so? Okay. Thank you very much. And then as soon as I hung up, I just let out all my shit. It was almost like my body was telling me that what they were telling me was bullshit, okay? <laughs> like, Drop the shit. Yeah, yeah, dude. That's That really happened. I was like, oh, okay, thanks. Just let it all out, right? And so I knew that it was bullshit because I live with two other people and not a single person showed any symptoms. And then so Tony and Julian were like, stay the fuck away from me. Tell you might be asymptomatic. I'm like, that means you guys are asymptomatic, but obviously everybody's got to take precaution. But I was so pissed off at this. I knew something was wrong. By the way, I was right. When got tested again, another place where they actually freaking penetrated my nostril with the correct testing, not the nose swab. And it came back fucking negative. Why? Because I got false positive. And here's a fucked up thing about the COVID right now with the Rona going around is that they probably counted my false positive as a real case and yeah. I don't have it. So eat my dick. So I got tested a second time and I was negative, which makes sense. Why? Because homeboy Togno over here is in infected and neither is Julian. So how does that make it? Because also his came back negative. How are you going to tell me, dude, that he comes back negative? I come back positive. We were in the same room. And we fuck. <laughs> and wait, maybe one. And we fuck. That's what I said. <laughs> <laughs> so how am I supposed to? You're not supposed to tell them that. Anyway, so already on top of the stress of like forcing myself to do world chase tag. Not force myself, but make myself do it because I'm comfortable. This happened. It pissed me off, as you can tell. Anyway, now we're caught up. After the COVID testing, what was left to do for world chase tag? After that was literally just uh, scheduling everyone to get up to Tampa because <clears throat> we all... No dude. jersey colored logos. Oh fuck, I forgot about yeah, that. Yeah. There's more that he had yeah, to send in. Dude, we had a so we had they sent us it's probably like a week before or something. They sent us like uh 
Like, oh, what do you want your like jersey color to be and things like that. So I had, well, actually, before they sent that, they sent out another email that was prior to that that said, hey, tell us your team's like three top colors for each athlete. And I was like, all right. So we sent that in. And then afterwards, they sent us another email that was yeah. like, all right, pick three t-shirt colors from here. And I was like, why'd you ask for the colors in the first place? Yeah. <laughs> and so we had a, I had to go through each team member and be like, what are your top three favorite colors? And we pretty much almost all decided on maroon. Um, and then the second was like black or gray or some shit. Yeah. But pretty much we got maroon cause it's a sick ass fucking color. So they gave us that. I had to send in the logo. I had to make sure the team name was correct. I had to make sure they knew all, they had all the, like our, um, team members, correct info. I had to make sure they had all the dietary restrictions because at the hotel, they bring us our food what, and what, we, hold on, we'll get that. We're not there yet in the story. Okay. Yeah. But what I'm saying is that like, I had to make sure that like, for example, Raul is a vegetarian. If he gets meat on his plate. He won't so, die, but he'll act like he's dying. I don't want this. Send this back. I don't want it. That's Raul in my head when he talks about food. So, yeah. Um, yeah, no, I, I, I stopped it like that because what Tony also had to do in order to communicate <laughs> in order to communicate with the team was that we had to create our own World Chase oh, Tag SoFlow group chat on Instagram. And that's where we discussed what color you guys like. Wasn't that? And me trying to control my issue, I completely avoided anything world chase tag related i didn't want to hear an email i didn't want to watch a video i didn't want to look at the world chase tag group chat in order to control what now i knew my issue was i had to completely separate myself detach it from anything that could trigger me in order to stay focused for this because i actually did want to do good for reasons i'll explain later but in order to keep myself calm and under under the freaking radar of my mind i had to detach myself from anything world chase tag related prior to the trip that means everything I, everything yep. he's talking about i had to push and f from a not me perspective meaning him sean Raul, everybody on the team that probably looks like a piece of shit move or i, I it, it's probably perceived differently but what they don't know what they didn't know then they know now is that was my way of making sure that i perform my best the first time around it sucked for us too because i wanted to because we were I mean, like, you definitely did come for this. But, like, it, we wanted to do, like, team training sessions. Like, we wanted to practice any way we could playing World Chase Tag. And I remember in the beginning yeah, we'll for you, that. yeah, that was like... <laughs> we'll get to that as well. Uh, like I said, I, I did this to purposefully work through my issues and my uncomfortable, uh, my uh, outside comfort zone, right? I purposely did it. Did it look pretty? Fuck no. It's not supposed to. It's not supposed to look like a fucking walk in the garden, dude. Okay. It looked like shit. It felt like shit. And I'm glad I did it by the way. Um, and the entire time, by the way, my wrist, I thought was sprained and I had minor foot tendonitis. It's not as bad as it is right now. Still not fixed. Um, so all of that's happening while Tony is doing everything he just told you. Shirt color, team name, audio, that, that, that. And by the way, they handled it great. Like the emails wasn't like, it didn't feel, did it feel hectic? I felt like it was very organized. No, no, it, was, it was very like, like Christian and Damien did a phenomenal job. Oh, dude, two yeah. class for Christian and Damien. Three, two, one. Those guys are the shit. We oh. love you. Dads. I hope you're listening. I hope you're listening. Bring us back. Please bring us back. <laughs> I'll do better, I swear. <laughs> Trust me, I won't be a mess. Um, yeah, dude. So that happened. And then, uh, that is everything that has nothing to do with the physicality, right? That was all the behind the scenes process. Now, let's go ahead and talk about what we physically oh, I also had to rent a car. <laughs> I forgot about that. We'll get to that, yeah. yeah. But I'm trying to go like chronologically. Like, yeah. So let's talk about like what we did physically and mentally to prepare for World Chase Tag, having only had a month prior with no experience in not this e shit. Not even a month. Like three weeks? 
Like, no, I think it was a month. No, it was like two and a half weeks. Really? I'm telling you, dude. We literally see how my mind we, just like we only <clears throat> had like we had at most two and a half weeks to practice, not just practice, but also put together how we're gonna practice and figure out how to practice. This motherfucker was doing football high school study rooms frame by frame okay so this guy likes to do that this guy likes to, like he was breaking people down if you want to talk about somebody that was dedicated about how to do good and something that they've never done before this is the guy he was hush oh uh, fucking what was his name what was, what's the guy's name uh seth Tavon? seth ruji seth ruji likes to do seth this Wayne. tyler uh yeah uh Tavon likes to do this this guy this like he was breaking down people's movements as best as he could and so was Sean and, and, and Raul and all them. And by the way, Sean was in Fort Myers. Raul was in South Florida. And Jonathan was in Miami. Well, no, sorry. Raul and Jonathan were in Miami. And then the three of us, Julian, uh, Tony, and myself, were up here. And this is how we were communicating and telling people to train and blah, blah, blah. And so to prepare for it, they watched a lot of World Chase Tag. Now, imagine me. On the other hand, I am watching zero World Chase Tag. Because otherwise, it's just going to... Or I thought it was, at least. And so Tony would just relay to me all the information that he would watch and then we tried to go to a gym and train on it talk about that without being negative about we went to shinobi school which has the perfect setup for us to run through obstacles because you can't see anything because the obstacles are the same colors as the floor black black um but yeah we went to shinobi school and it was okay it wasn't the perfect setup it was like the best we can get for it (laughs) wait before we did shinobi school we tried to go you guys wanted to go (laughs) yeah we they were like let's go to usf and just run around and we went to usf and it was too dark and we're like there's nothing to run around about and then we went to a playground and said fuck this let's go to shinobi because there was children and parents sitting and if you can imagine three grown-ass men in their early 20s Spritting, hauling ass through a playground, and the other kids are just swinging on a monkey set. You'd probably want to call the police. (laughs) So we were like, "Fuck this!" And I suggested Shinobi School. I said it's perfect. So we went to Shinobi School, and at the time we thought it was like, "Oh, this is really, really good." But after being on the quad, that that was like it. it, We can we could have practiced way better and way differently. Yeah, but that's the thing. That's all we had. We were preparing mentally, knowing like our first mindset was we don't know what we're doing and we don't know what's going to happen, but we're going to give it everything we got. So we watched where they watched videos and we went to Shinobi school and they had some obstacles that could, you know, resemble pieces of the quad, even though we've never been on the quad before. And, um, we just basically came up with our own drills. We, you know, we try to come up with things that were like, okay, if this is a scenario, how do we approach it? So we just kind of like concentrated one situation that could happen in a chase. And it was all off a hunch too, because we didn't know how the fuck it was going to go. We were like, maybe this will happen. So let's practice this. Exactly. Once again, knowing we're not know what we're doing, but giving it our best. So for example, um, what was one example? Okay. One example was we had, you know, it was, it was, it was two of us. Um, and one of us was inside of kind of like a small bar cage and there was a rail blocking the path between one person to the other and this person was a chaser this person was the evader but it was a concentrated drill where we only had a certain space to evade before they try to tag you it wasn't a full chase right so they would hop over the bar and as soon as this person the chaser hops over the bar this evader had a certain amount of space that we gave ourselves to try to dodge so it was basically like a reaction dodging drill as well as a speed tag drill for the chaser so it actually was pretty dope it's just that the environment we we're in was nothing like the quad we yeah. were just trying our fucking best um and then we also did real 
chases where Tony was like, okay, listen, a full um, round is 20 seconds and then there's 30 second break before the next one. And so what I did was I got on my phone and I went on this uh, automatic timer app where it would time 20 seconds and 30 seconds and there was a certain ding for each one. And we connected to a Bluetooth speaker, put it on a high obstacle, played some music and then be like, ding, 20 seconds. And we all like, it, it would it would be two, it would be a one-on-one obviously. And we do real chases and then ding, ding, ding. 30 seconds on and we're <gasps> and then we were like okay how can we one up this and Andres told us to do what put tape on our mouth what kind of tape duct tape yeah he told us to cover our fucking mouths and so we're only breathing through our nose which makes it a hell of a lot fucking harder but helps your endurance way a ton more so you're only intaking oxygen through your uh, nose uh, and that was hard okay I, my lungs were like oh we're burning you're not gonna breathe after this we're I'm on fire and you know you could see your mouth or your mouth is closed, so your facial expressions are limited. But you could totally tell if like Julian or Tony were just like, <clears throat> you know what I mean? Like their eyes were telling everything, and we were sweating our balls off. And on top of that, I was running two miles in the morning and then after practice. So we were legit like dedicating our time and efforts and mentality like legit sport athletes, as it should be in a way. So I would rake up, I would do two mile run, and then we'd wait for Julian to get back from his old job. And then we'd go to Shinobi school, do drills, do chases, and then do drills again. Or we kind of mix and match it, match it. And then I'd get home and then I'd do another two miles, which is actually probably why my tendonitis is so yep, fucked. 100%. Yeah. And so, and I was doing, so I was doing four mile runs and chases. I was trying to get my cardio up. I was also doing insanity. Like this is how much I actually wanted to do good, but I had to do it where I was detaching myself from the information of world chase x so it was a very weird process for me um but for the guys it was like i think it felt it must have felt more fun exciting to you like a preparation it yeah it especially def- julian it felt it felt more exciting and like it just it felt like a goal it, like i felt like uh one of those guys in like the boxing movies where you're kind of just training for some shit yeah while you were going through this what were you wanting to get out of it once you got to world chase like while you were training and, and i just i wanted to leave i wanted to leave a like really good mark that's mm-hmm. what i one thing i wanted was i wanted people to like see our team and the athletes in the team and be like oh these guys are good or like like oh like i'm gonna i'm gonna remember that team you know right. i wanted that in some way because i just had this weird hunch that like i like i know world chase tag is gonna be huge i know it's gonna be big and right. we'd be fools to not try and be a part of that. Not on a greedy and ego sense, but on the sense because like cultural sport, cor- future. cultural. We also, I, I knew for a fact, all of us were going to fucking love it. You know? Yeah. Especially when you were like questioning all of it. Like I knew for a fact you'd fucking love it when you actually so got So did I. It. That was the issue. That was part of the issue. I was like, I know I'm going to like it, but right now it sucks. But so like to like give up that opportunity to do that is like stupid. I, that's me. what I knew. Yeah. That's why I committed. So like that's that my goal with it was whether we do good or not, like I want people to remember us and I want for when we come back next year, like I want, I want to set up our legacy in the sense where we're going to be in world chase tag for a long time. Right. And people will know us and almost like you're watching like your favorite fucking football team or something, exactly. you know, that's we, what I wanted. We saw a huge opportunity where like, we'd be stupid if we didn't do it. So for me, my reason wanting to do good and why I trained so hard, why I did all the workouts and whatnot. Um, and the running is because I kind of had like a personal, vendetta i guess and i wanted to utilize world chase tag as like the vessel for it and when i realized that that's when i that's when i dedicated myself to doing the two miles in the morning at night and the practice because before i didn't feel like it i i just i was already just like focused on just wanting to just get through it but then when i like felt this like personal goal 
that's when I started like going ham with the workouts and the running and stuff. And at the time, once again, I've been wearing a brace for the past like two months because I thought my wrist is sprained. And mind you, I'm in the room. Like, I'm like, okay, I think I could gain more mobility over time uh, by World Chase Tag. Let me go ahead and do uh, Epsom salts in a bowl. Let me do ice. Let me stretch it like this. Like forcing the shit out of my range of motion because I couldn't. I've been doing push-ups on my knuckles. I haven't been training parkour. And uh, this is what's been going on. And so what happened was one practice, and this was what Tony was referencing earlier when I was practicing. It was like, right, is because of my wrist. I was having like these little fits because I couldn't, tr I couldn't do a full chase without being in fucking pain. It was pain all the fucking time. And to an extent, it gets annoying because you're prepping for this damn thing and you want to be 100% and you're not the entire time. So it pisses you off. So what happened was is I was running and doing chases trying to get away from Julian or Tony or whatever and my fingers would get caught on an obstacle and pull my fingers back and hurt the shit on my wrist. So I got so fed up that I literally duct taped my fist into a ball. Like I, I duct taped my hand into a fist and I was chasing like this and like King Konging around and shit because fuck you, that's why. Like, just because my wrist hurts, I'm not going to fucking try. So I got fed up with my fingers getting caught and pulling my wrists. So I duct tape my fingers. I duct tape my thumb. And I look like I had a freaking duct tape fist. Just the shitty off-brand version of Iron Fist. Ain't that, isn't that what happened? Yeah. Yeah, and I fucking kept going, dude. And, um, and so that's why it was like, ugh, it was like high stress because you're dealing with me being pissed off at themselves and still wanting to try. Cause that's how, that's, I guess that's how much I cared, you know? And so, and I, that's because I knew the opportunity you're speaking of. And so that was just a challenge physically. That wasn't even mental. That was just physically like annoying. <laughs> um, and then it came time to leave, which was when Sean Raul drove up here to our Tampa place to rent a car and go up to Georgia. And that was like having them making sure that, Hey, have you been training? Have you been practicing? Have you been doing this, this and that? And for the most part, they did, but they were, I think, more just on the hype. Just like, because there's two different ways you can look at it. The way that we were, which is way serious. We have like a goal. We have something to prove to ourselves. Maybe we have some like, it, like physical, you know, something that's holding us back or mentally holding us back. And then there's the other one, which is just like, I'm just here for the experience. You know what I mean? There's the, I'm just here to try it because life is great. You know, there's the, because you can really do that with anything in life. You can just be like, fucking this, or you can be like, you know what? life's a journey and I'm just here for the experience man this is just fun I'm just glad to be here and there's a time and place for that this wasn't that <laughs> for some people it was and that's what made them do better right the free caring thought process of like having fun that's what actually when you don't give a fuck that's actually when you do better I think our issue was we gave too much of a fuck and we pressurized ourselves too much probably and that's why Raul did good because he was there for the experience it's a dream come true it's fun honestly uh, if it wasn't for this coconut water and these kale chips, I probably wouldn't have done so great. <laughs> oh, Raul, I hope you're listening to I this. I really do. Honestly, if I didn't just, you know, bathe in lukewarm water with <laughs> my peppermint soap, that is all purpose, by the way. You can even kill bugs with it. Uh, I probably wouldn't have been just cleansed for it. But I had a great time. <laughs> Dude. Jonathan was a perfect combination of both. He had a personal fucking goal that was dear to him, but also he was just there for the experience. That shit doesn't happen all, all often to Jonathan, right? 
And for him to be there in that hotel and be in that experience, man, not only did he have something to prove, but he was having the time of his life. And that perfect combination is what made that kid a fucking monster, dude. So that's what we went with, right? Those, those different types of personalities all in one car. You got me, the stressed out motherfucker with a with a with an undiagnosed broken wrist and foot tendonitis. Then you have Julian, which is the opposite spectrum of me, which is just like I'm here for a good time and I'm gonna rip off my pants on television. <laughs> then you have then you have the in between of that, which is Jonathan and Sean, right? Which is like I'm gonna fucking give it all I got, but I'm here to have fun, dude. And then you also have Raul, which is just not even on the same. T- then you have Raul, it's not on the same timeline, and then you have Tony, which is kind of like in between <laughs> Jonathan and me, right? <laughs> You're like in between that, you know what I mean? And we're all packed in one car. Except Jonathan. Except for Jonathan. And then how did we how did we drive up there? With a car? Yeah, but like how did it go? <laughs> <sighs> how did it go? We blasted music all night long. We left oh, at like eleven yeah. PM, dude. What oh, the fuck? Right, because we had uh yeah, because we had to get there at 9 a.m. because we had to get there a little bit before 9 a.m. because we had to do a COVID testing again. As soon as we got to the hotel, every single athlete had to do another COVID testing. And then once you got the COVID testing, you had to go to your room. You shared a room with one of your teammates. So we had three rooms totals, two teammates in each room. You had to share a room with them and quarantine there for two <laughs> two weeks. <laughs> quarantine there for... um. 12 hours because it was like uh the like next day test kind of thing and if you came up negative you were good you're good to compete if you came up positive you gotta go home you can't stay yeah like and you, so does your roommate that was your even f- if they tested negative yeah that's like that was super actually like high pressure i was actually the least concerned about that because i already went through the process of having someone tell me i have covid when i fucking don't but, so I was like, dude, we're all good. But so pretty much, like, we we left late as fuck at night. We fit. Oh my god, we literally just finished the GoPro video. <gasps> we rendered. We that. rendered it. We rendered it. Uploaded it to YouTube, and this render probably one of the longest renders we've ever had on that fucking iMac. That iMac is a godsend. That that yes. thing renders videos like Very faster fast. than jizz comes out of my fucking penis. <laughs> <laughs> like. <laughs> That thing is fast as fuck. That thing took an hour to render the GoPro video. That's how much of a fuckery. Twice. Twice. That's how much of a fuckery of an edit that was. So go watch it. Go watch it, please. The GoPro XOFO video took a lot of editing. But we edited, we edited that. We just finished it. We rendered it. And we were pretty much just waiting for the render to be done. Proof watch it. Confirm it's good because we didn't have time to render it again. And then upload it and then get in our fucking car our suv that we rented to drive up to georgia where we were gonna get there at like 8 a.m in the morning we drove all night we drove through the night so we left at like 11 p.m we left that late because of the video like this video meant a lot to us uh as athletes as editors as entrepreneurs but also just as people trying to make it and we were not leaving until it was uploaded to youtube properly so sean and raul were getting a little bit antsy and we're like listen you have no fucking idea what we did to put into this video. We're not leaving until this is done. So when it was, we dipped and we drove through the night. We were playing music and stuff like that. They were blasting it because of my mentality. I had to stay focused and whatnot. And so they were blasting music I just didn't want to listen to. So I put on my own music. Some Someone probably fell asleep. Uh, and we switched off driving. I really want to drive. Driving helps 
the guy up here is just constant. It's just constant, right? So we switched. Uh, the first person that drove was you, and then it was me. Yeah. And when we switched, I and got... last was Sean, I think. No, no, that was on the way back. Oh. Uh, and then I got us to the... Uh, well, first, we had, to st- we had to stop at McDonald's because people were hungry. <laughs> and I was like, okay, fine. And when we got there, you know when people or comedians make jokes about drunk girls not knowing what to decide to eat at the drive-thru? That's what happened. I, I didn't even know what English was. That's how, No, no, give me this. No, no, I went to McGriddle and then the orange juice got talent. Give me this. Fucking one person at a time. I didn't know what any of you guys were saying. I was, I was literally like. Honestly, part of the time when we were doing that, it was tough with you oh god you were stressing me out more than i already was and so i just couldn't know i was just like and so i had to talk to the person in the drive-thru and just like excuse them for the stupidity and then they obviously got the food and then i got them to the hotel and we immediately took a covid test when we got there well we yeah we got there and first of all when we showed up we were like whoa oh yeah not knowing what was behind it yeah we were like whoa like even i was like yo like brighten up a little bit because you're being treated like royalty right now like straight up. I was like, I am just this fucker that started parkour years ago. And now I'm at this hotel for free to compete on television. Also, You're- like imagine. Sorry. Also, like imagine when you fucking pull up, there's a doorman that greets you. Doorman and asks everything. you to get your stuff to bring it in. I was like, I got two hands, my guy. Yeah, I can like, fucking do it. What is this? Sweet life of Zach and Cody? Cody? Would you like, um, or fun? Mm. Yeah, that Mr. Mosby was out there. Mr. Mosby waited for me to pull up, and I did. And we unpacked on like the the freaking what was it the what's the bell tower? Not the bell tower. What the fuck is it called? The, the trolley trolley thing. Yeah, that we put that. We went up to the room. That felt fancy as we, fuck. We yeah, we threw everything into um the room, and then we immediately had to get COVID tested again. Well, it was a requirement. Well, to be so safe. like we we got there early. Yeah. And yeah. the COVID test was scheduled for like nine or nine thirty. We got there at like eight thirty or so, mm. and we were like, everyone. I, I think a few people were like, "Oh no, we gotta wait." We're not. And I was just like, "Fuck it, let's just go down. Like, yeah. just get a COVID test." And we went down there. Right. We got the COVID test. Yeah. And then as soon as you do, by the way, tested negative again because I don't have Rona. God, that was so annoying. Uh, and that one they had to stick up the nose, and some of us didn't never experienced that, and I did. Thankfully, to the one I had to redo here in Tampa. And it really does just itch your eyeball. I mean, it's just like, eh, eh, eh. And like Raul was like, <laughs> you, you could tell he was using excitement to get over the fact that he was nervous that they were going to penetrate his shit. And he was like, hey, you, you ready? You ready to do it? And I was like, it's already happened to me. Dude, I forgot. I have footage of oh, we have footage. everyone getting tested. And then we gave up on recording. It yeah. was, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I originally had like an idea of like making an edit out of it. And then I realized I'm just causing myself more fucking like stress. And I'm like, yeah so next time for sure and i'll explain why the the switch later but basically we had to quarantine in our room for how long 12 hours yeah like 12 or 14 hours and, or something. and obviously in order to eat the restaurant of the hotel would leave the food in a, a brown bag in the uh, at the door and they would just like fucking just oh uh, we- yeah they knocked on you they they wouldn't bring us our fucking food well they you knocked- guys got food every time <laughs> because we did yeah know- we didn't have it they just said, had fuck to, us. No, you had to. No, I had to call and they had no to come one give fucking it to told us. I called and I said, know, but, oh, dude, do you remember? Oh, Tony and I got mad at each other because dude, the I got fucking so phones, pissed at this guy. I got so annoyed because understand we were different perceptions. Not only that, but we woke up and I don't know if you ever woken up after sleeping good in a hotel. You, you don't feel like talking. So I. Okay. 
we got there early. Jonathan and I had a room and then Julian and Tony had a room and then Sean and Ro had a room, right? That's how we just, dis- that's how we were dispersed. And it was basically, it was in the same hallway. Exactly. Uh, Jonathan got in there and obviously me being the person that utilizes food to just feel better. I was like, how do I get food? Picked up the phone. There's buttons on it with pictures signifying what button does what. And one of them was for the fucking, uh, office downstairs. Right. So I called and I said, hello, how do we order food? And they're like, there's supposed to be slips of paper in your room that allows you to check off what meal you'd like. And I go, well, I don't have them. Can I get some, dude? And the lady was like, yeah, sure. She came up, knocked on the door, said, well, hello there. <laughs> no, I didn't. I was just like, give me my fucking paper. <laughs> she gave me the slips where you can check off the meal. Jonathan, I checked off the meal. We left it on the door handle. They came back. They took it and then re- they had the food, right? Now, Tony was curious as to how the fuck I did that. And I said, well, I called. And he was like, who? And I was like, there's a button that tells you what office it is. He goes, no, there's not. I go, there is a fucking picture on the phone. He goes, no, the fuck there's not. And I was like, yes, there is. And he sent me a picture of his phone and it didn't have pictures on and I was like, how is this possible? This phone doesn't have what I have. Like, we're like, not that far he was apart. Like, he was like, I was like, dude, just tell me where the button is on the phone. And he was like, just click the button <laughs> under the picture. And I was like, there's no fucking picture. And I was, and he sent me the, he sent me the, I was like, really? And he sent me the picture of his phone that didn't have anything. And I was like, well, that was unexpected. <laughs> I did not expect that. And I was like, tell me what yeah, fucking And I was like, ah, oh, okay. I see the dilemma here now. It's the one all the way to the right. And, and I just never responded. And then now he was like, fuck this guy. I mean, we were, we just woke up too. Like, I didn't feel like talking to anybody. And oh I'm already stressed out too, by the way. I'm already stressed out. Now I'm in the hotel. I'm ready to do world chase tag. There's athletes walking around. Joey Adrian's over there. Fucking Eric Mukhtapecho, whatever the fuck is over there. And I'm already like, oh shit, oh shit. Like, I'm sweating in my own bed and it's three days before the comp. What the fuck? So obviously I got annoyed at that and he got annoyed at that. But that's just miscommunication. I was also hungry as fuck. And we were hangry. So no, then he, I was, I was hangry. You just woke up. Yeah. And so then we obviously got it and then he got food and whatever. And that's how we got food for the first 12 hours. And then after the second COVID testing, what we had was just kind of like a chilling going around the hotel. And then by the way, this is the part I didn't mention. When we looked out our window, the fucking Atlanta Braves baseball stadium was right there, smack in front of us. We were in a hotel that was basically in a little town surrounded by baseball. And I was like, what the fuck? These people really threw us into some, like, royalty shit. Like, there was a turf for people to watch away games, and then to the right was the actual stadium. You can see the whole thing. And then further down, there was, like, a strip mall with restaurants and stuff. Dude, they gave us fucking bathrobes. Yeah, there's... They I, gave I, us, I regret not using those. Yeah, dude, that... I, I went, Okay, wait, actually, first of all, so the door where the bathrobes are, it's like a little closet that when you walk in, when you open up the door to the left, there's another door that's where you can put, like, your coat hangers yeah. and things like that. Yeah. Julian and I didn't know how to open the door. We thought it was, <laughs> we thought you weren't supposed to go in there. Like we literally grabbed it and I tried moving the handle like up and down to like how you open a door and it wouldn't move. So I was like, ah, not supposed to be in there. Right. Not going to try. And Julian and I are in there and then Sean and like Raul come in and they got these fucking robes on. And I'm like, yo, where the fuck do you get the robes? And they were like, it's in there. And I was like, that door doesn't open. And <laughs> it's he, there for decoration. And he literally 
grabbed it, and instead of moving the door handle, he just pulled yeah, it, yeah. and it opened yeah. because the door handle doesn't fucking lock. It's just there for decoration. Yeah, and uh, lo and behold, there's fucking bathrobes in there. <laughs> and an ironing board and an iron and everything. Dude, we were in a nice place. Yeah. Jonathan and I were looking around like, damn, the bathroom was dope as shit. Like, it was awesome. And, you know, it what's, what's difficult was that the rest of Team SoFlo were enjoying it, whereas I was not uh, with them. Like... <clears throat> Once again, in order to to keep myself calm for the first time, right? The is, my issue is with uncertainty. So because everything was uncertain, I had to keep myself on the low, and I had to detach from things that would cause high stress, which can trigger things, right? So in order to d- detach and be away from things that are stressful that can trigger my bleh, <laughs> I had to be away from anything that could potentially do that to me. So that involved when they wanted to warm up on the turf, when they wanted to train, when they wanted to be with people. This is not. I had to be. On my, I had to be alone. I had to. Otherwise, it just it just was not good, and I wasn't going to sacrifice my performance with my already fucked up wrist, right? So they got the robes on. They're walking around the hotel. We're chilling. We're waiting because the next day we have to report to was for practice for 45 minutes on the quad for the first time, which was something that was very much highly anticipated after training in a gym that is not the quad. And uh, We so, got on it, and we were like, oh, oh shit. shit. My first chase on the quad, I ate shit so hard that did not help my emotions. Oh my god, I, I forgot. Do you remember about how that. hard I ate it, dude? Yeah. Later on, after the comp, when we came back to Tampa, I discovered a fat bruise on my leg, and I was like, "Where the fuck did this? Oh, it was green and yellow. It was nasty, and it was from eating shit, chasing Julian. And it was because I was all nervous and stuff. This is the quad. It was a lot bigger yeah. than I thought, but it was super <laughs> cool. Um, but yeah, no. But before we get to like the encounter of that, we pretty much spent the the first day and a half kind of just chilling looking around like enjoying we, yeah, where we were. were just getting accustomed because they they played it really smart because when you when all the athletes are traveling in like you don't want them competing like the next day or really the day after that because like your body needs to like chill out from all the fucking traveling yeah 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 you got to kind of adjust so that's what we did and then we were scheduled to go to uh the like this uh it was the second day we were there, I think. What was it called, though? What was that building called? It was the called Roxy. A, yeah, I know, but what is that type of... It's like a theater. It's a theater, yeah. It's a theater, yeah, that's what it was. I English. We had a report to the theater where the quad was inside of, right, where everything was going to be built and filmed for NBC and whatnot. And so uh, we had a scheduled... Cer- in order to keep the safety, in order to... They did it very, very good. Like, they were really responsible, and it was awesome. And though in order to keep that, they had to schedule certain time blocks for certain teams to use the quad for practice, right? So ours was at a certain day and time, and we had 45 minutes only. This is the only 45 minutes we had to practice. Keep in mind, 45 minutes. Sounds like a lot. It's not. It's, when it's you're, really not. When you're by yourself, it is. When you're with your team, it's not. Especially when you've never experienced a quad before in your life, and we're going against people that have been on it before. What the dick? But fuck it, right? And so we go in there, and it's just like... Like, this is real. Like, we're going to be on World Chase Tag. Just a couple fuck-ups from Florida. Like, this is weird. This is crazy. It was a humbling moment. Yeah. That, that's, there you go. That's a very way to explain it. That's a very good way to explain it. Uh, so, uh, I see it. Tony sees it. To the kid that called me a loser at high school for flipping off tables, fuck you. <laughs> I think you need to, like, encounter this guy. I think you need to, like, Dude, I don't even know who he is. You need to bury the hatchet. So we watched it in the quad, <laughs> and uh, we're watching the lights and all these things, and we talked to Christian and Damien. Aw- be- dude, these guys are so dope. Christian and da- dude, awesome guys. We are telling them we're a little nervous, whatever, and then all of a sudden, we put on the duct tape. We're all wearing black, right? We're all lined up. Like oh, we're, we were all wearing It's like black, we're the same color Power Rangers, <laughs> right? Christian and Damien over there like, I wonder what these guys are going to do. 
fucking put on duct tape and then I fell. (laughs) 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 I'm just like with my bandana and my earring like a pussy and then I'm just like... Doesn't matter if I've got a broken wrist. No, at the time I thought I was sprained. Doesn't matter if I got a sprained wrist, foot tendonitis. I'm going to show people you can go ahead and just go over any challenge you got. <laughs> Dude, I eat it so hard and then I just sit down. I'm like, you know what? Fuck this, bro. I, I like to point out real quick also. Actually, are you done talking about that thing? Yeah, go ahead. Okay. So like, I like to point out um, like the practice on the quad, like while it's great and everything, theoretically in my head was almost useless for us because the real like practice and like uh the real experience in it is when you're actually playing a match against another team that's when you like yes. get the real practice in yeah so like while we were practicing on the quad keep in mind it was the same attitude of like we don't know what the fuck to do yeah we're just thinking about stuff that might happen we don't know if it will happen right we have we have nothing to base our training off of we were just doing what we were utilizing our parkour background and our experiences right. and just pretty much being able to anticipate what other parkour athletes would probably do in the scenario. And but so, yeah, but so because, because of that, what I just said about like how you get more experience actually going and like match it and whatnot, we gained more experience playing three matches and like our, like our skill level actually got better playing three matches than when we practiced in Shinobi and on the quad one time for like a week or two. Yeah. And I, I be, and I, and because I fell, I'm in more pain. I'm more stressed out. You know what I mean? And that's actually what it is, is like your thoughts, if they're too strong, if your energy is too strong, you can actually create <clears throat> inconveniences for yourself. You can actually create that for yourself. And that fall I did to myself because of my energy, because of my attitude, because of my thoughts. I, it, it happened to me, but I'm, you know what? I'm glad it happened to me because I was talking to Christian Damien. He's like, better it happens now than on TV, dude. And I'm glad I ate, I'm glad I had like the worst case fall in practice so I wasn't really nervous about anything else when it was actually time to go. And keep in mind, I was not nervous about the cameras and TV. I didn't give a fuck. Uh, it was just myself. And so we did that for 45 minutes. And we were like, okay, I think we got a good idea. Sean's this. Jonathan can is very fast. Like every, Everyone got a taste of how fucking fast Jonathan is. People were like, oh. Okay. Oh yeah. Eventually. Where did you find this when, guy? When we get to it, like we need to talk about what our game plan was. When we get to the point, yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> and how, yeah, <laughs> what happened? We we are 50 minutes in, and we are based just to keep you guys like, because this is a we're telling this story chronologically and whatnot, and giving you guys insight on what the process looks like and what everything feels like or how other people can perceive things in cool events like this. So, yeah, we're like 50 minutes in, but we're about halfway maybe we're over halfway into the story we're yeah. at basically we're at like a day before competition day let's put it that way so yeah uh, we finish practicing on the quad and we leave and we all disc- we i guess we all discuss or whatever and then they the team this is where i this is where i have a hard time with myself because i know <clears throat> that they break off and they're like what the fuck's tyler's problem but they you all it's also a yin yang they also don't know what it's like to be in my own head I know what I'm doing. I know that it's shitty that I'm not with other people hanging out. Tavon, shout out to Tavon. Tavon sent me a video on Instagram like, why aren't you here with everybody else outside? And I, and I wanted to be like, if only you knew. But it's only like when the things like this happen for the first time. So they went off. What did you guys do after the practice? I went straight to my room. Like going to my room felt like my safe zone. I think we, uh, I think we got dinner. And then yeah, dinner was in a ballroom, and they had it for athletes. It was very well taken care of, man. It yeah, was awesome, it was great dang, experience. That was dope ass dinner. Yeah, they really I, did take care of it, man. Real quick, 
on, on top of just being a dope ass experience, I got free food for five days, dude. Yeah, Tony, I and was I, broke yeah. as fuck before we, that. <laughs> because of COVID and stuff, Soulful Movement has been struggling financially, so that means that Tony and I personally have been struggling financially. So that's kind of how it works. That was almost just like somewhat a little vacation that for was us a vacation get, for us and a savior because we had things you, you know, got three meals a day yeah. yeah we were we were eating without having to worry about our bank account and that felt great but yeah we did get dinner and, and then, then um i think we i think we went to the uh oh yeah we went to the pool to hang out because um we we would they like a couple of the guys wanted to use the fireplace there and we we're like all right yeah let's go by the pool and hang out use the fireplace and then out of nowhere it turned into a big pool party yeah with all parkour athletes and fucking NBC, the network, Captain COVID, which was the guy there, <laughs> the guy there who was uh, supposed to make sure everyone was following the COVID rules and social distancing, which I can I can guess you assume that a pool party is not doing that. Everyone was losing their shit, and then pretty much someone came and like, oh right, um, I about disbanded, this. disbanded of the pool party, went up. But that happened. I forgot about that. Um, all because Team Sofa wanted to. Uh, He's the fireplace. No, not really. Everyone just wanted to go to the pool. Yeah, it but, just kind uh, of happened. Everyone was like, this but is that's, a horrible that's, idea. Everyone that's when he, uh, that's when he uh, I think, video messaged you was during that. No, it was later. It was after the comp. It was after we competed. Oh, it was after? Uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure. That was for the other pool party when after, yeah. when COVID didn't matter anymore because the network got everything they needed so they didn't give a shit if we got COVID. Yeah, it was the second time we went to the pool. The first time people were like, people got in trouble. Keep in mind, though, like for anyone listening to this being like, oh, they clearly don't fucking care about COVID. All of us tested negative. Every single athlete tested negative. There. Yeah, we were all safe, dude. And on top of that, we a lot of athletes did follow the rules. And we're not allowed to leave anyway, so yeah, we were yeah we weren't allowed to leave. There was rules about not going out, not being on the turf, and training and whatnot. So there's people that were gonna get in trouble if they didn't follow the rules, but they did, and we were all good, man. Dude, real quick, <laughs> Tempest apparently got fucking shitted on because the moment they got there, they like were in the pool, like jumping around and whatnot. It was like raining. They were doing flips in the pool, and apparently someone like they got in trouble like someone had to come like come and like talk to them and i heard i can't remember who i heard it from and i could be wrong but i heard that they literally got talked to like they were children that sucks man like they were like because like they didn't get their they just got their covid test and they're supposed to quarantine or something and they weren't and i think someone from the network was talking to them because i can see it from their standpoint though because like Dude, all these investors yeah. vested a shit ton of money in it and to have this little these three little fucking parkour athletes wanted to just do shit because they don't care you know yeah that's yeah no i can yeah they're like i said they were being strict and very safe about it so that that means you have it to like kind of come down on some people not following the rules and you got to do it you know yeah um but yeah what, what was that but no i'm just now now i'm just i'm still i'm continuing the story uh, after having trained on the quad for the first time in the pool party and stuff like that, I once again was not like, I remember Jonathan was trying to tell like, come on, come on, come on. I was like, no, nah, dude, trust me. Like, I can't, like, I'm not going to do it. Uh, it's just more, it's trying to do things. It's trying to do more uncomfortable things in a situation. I'm already uncomfortable. And it's like uncomfortable, uncomfortable section. You know, I was like, I can only take so much right now in a high pressure situation with something that already makes me nervous on top of an environment that, you know what I mean? So, the hotel environment made me calm, at least. And I also, like I said, am aware of what's going on as opposed to the Vegas one, which I didn't know was going on with me. And I was doing things to maintain it. Wim Hof was saving my ass hardcore. I was doing like six, seven rounds of breathing. I was doing like five-minute horse dance without moving. I was doing everything I can to con keep my nervous system like in check uh, and my anxiety down because uh, it was through the fucking roof. Uh, and I was also going through some things, uh, aside from world chase tag that, uh, was hurting me emotionally. Um, we're talking the love realm. And so essentially that was all hitting me. And on top of that, on top of that, I had a fucked wrist and a fucked foot. So you can imagine me already just being upset. 
Uh, so I don't feel like going to the pool, dude. And some people might argue, well, maybe you go there. It'll take your mind. No. <laughs> no, 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 no. And so I don't know how you guys thought about that. Like me not wanting to be. Dude, I've been around you for so long. I was just like, I know what he's fucking doing. Yeah, you do, but they didn't. So what were they saying? Uh, it was, it was more, you already said it. It was more so like, what's his problem? <laughs> Why is he not out here? Why yeah. not? You know, everyone, everyone thinks they can fix something until they, when they don't know enough about it. It's, you literally said it already. Yeah. So that's that. And then. Good the, heart though. Good. <laughs> it all, like it came, all, everything they said was coming out from a good place. They were just yeah. looking after me, man. Yeah. That's what, that's what it's about. Team SoFlo, man. But, uh, there's no way I'm just going to sit down and be like, here's what it is. So the goal from now on has been to prepare for competition day from that point on that day competition day you also the interviews uh right but that was prior to competition so uh leading up to the actual competition day right like if there's like a drum effect right now like doom 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 right this story you're revving up competition day will be the climax of the story we're almost there we're a day away so what we had to do was do interviews for the tv so what we, they did was they had us once again have a time block where we had to show up to a certain part of the theater room and then sit there and do all the car wash which is apparently a term i didn't know about which is you do your headshots your video <laughs> shots you do an intro for the team dude when i looked at that schedule and i saw a car wash i was like what is what is, what is this wash? i was like dude are they gonna put us in a car and do our interviews because of covid or something <laughs> I, I like didn't know i honestly did not and i know a lot of athletes didn't know oh, either no dude no apparently it's a film term for like getting you, all your head you know what i thought shots. it was at one point <laughs> i thought they were gonna like because you know how tv channels tend to like they some they sometimes do like these like different like charity events with like the athletes in it to like it's like killing two birds with one stone getting the interviews out but also yeah. doing something else that makes the network look good i for a second thought they were gonna have us wash cars at like a charity event and do our interviews oh there. my god and i was like sure i guess you'd have a bunch of if shirtless parkour do, athletes i guess that makes sense for as them long as i can have my burger at 7 p.m in the hotel room no um yeah uh i was eating other people's burgers um i'd walked into tony and julian's room you guys are gonna eat that be like no i'm there i'm gonna have it but nah, dude, uh, it was about getting headshots and stuff. So we showed up um, to the theater, but in a different room, uh, th to the theater, Roxy, but in a different room. And we did uh, headshots. We did videos, video headshots. We did intros per teammate. We did an intro for the whole team. We put on our jerseys for the first time. It was all really cool. Uh, and then we did an interview where we went to a different room and we waited one by one um, to go into this room where there was microphone and all this stuff. And they just asked you certain questions and we answered them. And those are the things that you see in the TV. So when you saw me go, honestly, I don't know what makes Jonathan so special, right? Here's what it was. Each SoFlo member was pretty much asked more or less the same questions. Like, what do you think about this teammate? Like, do you th how do you think he's going to stand out? What do you think about, you know? And so what was happening was that everybody on SoFlo was saying how Jonathan has like this Hercules gene and he's going to, he's the fastest and that. And I was hearing it all the fucking time. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to pull some, I'm going to try to see, I'm going to pull something funny to see if they're going to put it on national television. <laughs> and so they sat down, I sat down they're like, so they're saying that, uh, no, it was, I, th I forgot what the interviewer told me, but he was like, so who do you think is going to perform the best or whatever? And I was like, you know what? I've been hearing everybody saying jo Jonathan's going to do the best. He has his Hercules gene. Honestly, I don't know what's so special about him <laughs> as a way to just kind of give teammate banter. And they put it in there, man. They put it in there. So that's what that was. It was just our interviews. And then we went back to the hotel. It was all about doing something and then going back to the hotel. 
because you wanted to stay safe. Yeah, you wanted they, to follow these people's rules. Well, yeah, they, they they would tell us like you're not allowed to um, even before the event. Like even if you all tested negative, they still did not want us like yeah um, mixing with each other because certain teams got their COVID tests a little bit later and whatnot. So they didn't want people mixing around with each other. So as soon as we do something, we were supposed to be right back in our rooms, not interacting with anybody. So that's what we did. And then uh, out of nervousness, I called Foskey. I FaceTimed <clears throat> Foskey, Father Foskey. Uh, for help because I don't know what the fuck I was getting into and uh, I know I had to do it and I wanted to do it well and I had something to prove myself. I wanted to prove to myself that even though you might have some, what is it, ailments? Is that the word? Like you might have some mental or physical things that are holding you back. It does not matter. You can always, you can do something. You can overcome anything that's thrown at you if you have the proper mentality and if you're willing to. And I wanted to use World Chase Tag as a way to show myself. I wanted one moment when I competed to show myself that I can, in fact, overcome bullshit. And I was, like, utilizing the fact that I was injured pretty much uh, during a competition. And I had, like, mental injury, I guess you could say. Not mental injury, but mental, like, things holding me back. Even even amongst that, it does not fucking matter. I can do this shit. And um, through that motivation, I called Foskey and asked him for help. I don't know if I told you that. And I FaceTimed him and I was like, hey, man, uh, <laughs> I'm about to go on World Chase Tag. <laughs> you got any advice? And we talked for like an hour and he told me what I should try to do. And it was impossible to follow his advice. His advice says the person that's the most relaxed, relaxed and least nervous is the one that wins. And I was the opposite of that. And it was so hard to like follow his advice. But he was right. Um, and then it came time to compete. And our slot to compete was what? 5 p.m. It was like the last yeah. one, dude. And so Tony utilized that time to watch all the chases before us to study more and like learn from it and just get hyped up. I did that a little bit. I wanted to expose myself to it. Uh, and then I had to leave again. And uh, the other guy, you know, this is actually the point where everybody kind of split off and did their own thing. Like yeah. Sean was like warming up on the turf. Like Raul was probably sucking on coconut seeds or something. <laughs> And I also forgot to mention before this every day, we also had to wake up to get our temperature checked. Oh shit. I forgot to mention that. Yeah. Yeah. We had to be there by 11 a.m. Every fuck, every fucking morning. Okay. So we had to be there by 11 a.m. Latest. Latest. I took that as cool. I'm gonna get there at 1030 every fucking day. Mm. Why get there earlier when I could just sleep in? So every morning, and I guess every other teammate thought the same thing. No, I went there early as shit. Okay. Well, every other teammate but him thought the same thing. Because every morning I would get a message or a call from Captain COVID being like, Tony, you're, uh, we're still missing Raul, Sean, yourself, Julian, and Jonathan. Um, you guys need to get your temperature checked. Uh, it is 1045. You have 15 minutes to get down here to get your temperature checked. If you don't, you can't compete. Uh, so, yeah, please get down here. And I'd be like, oh, God, this guy can't give me a fucking break. Yeah, I'm yeah. Asleep. So, yeah, I had that guy on my fucking ass every single morning. That didn't happen to me because I actually just – you got breakfast or something, right? I just automatically woke up early. Oh, no. I was like, fuck this. I'm, I'm going to sleep in. That way I can get the most fucking energy. That's what I was trying to do, too. And I fucking... And I woke up at 7. And I just walked in. I was the first person. I was like the first or second person on that list every time. I was like, yeah, I'm here to fucking... Temperature. Beep. All right, bye. And then I could fall asleep again. But I just woke up. Oh. I just woke up just because. And I would, I would, I would get the breakfast, too, and stuff like that. Yeah. I would get breakfast early and, and whatnot. Um, but, uh, yeah, we had to do that. But anyway, then it came down to competition day, right? Dun, 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 dun. And uh, we're all really trying to just stay calm. But like, for example, I told you we have different personalities. Raul and Julian were more like, yeah, ready to compete. This is going to be fun. 
And I think Jonathan, Tony, and Sean and myself were more on the nervous side, like being a little antsy. I think Sean for sure too. And because uh, here's the thing, dude, you walk in, there's the lights, there's the whatever music, there's all the athletes on the on the balcony. Dude, there's you're these, treated like a professional you know, athlete yeah, there. And just the lights and the production, everything. It's very easy to be like, oh my God, if you're an anxious person. There's other people who don't experience this. They just, they're like, all right, yeah, this is lights, fashion, go, you know. Um, not for us, though. And so, you know, you got your team on the freaking screen over there, your team name I meant. You know, they walk you through what it's going to be like. You're going to do this. You're going to walk here, this and that, blah, blah, blah. And you're just kind of like, whoa, like what the hell? Then they walk you through like when they're going to call the team name. You're going to run through the quad when they're recording all that stuff. And uh, basically we just, before we went, we spent our time going in and out of the theater, just seeing how teams were doing it so we could prepare ourselves. We had water, we had Gatorade. We were ready. We were stretching. We we're warming up. We we're ready to go. We're basically going to go on high speed alert, freaking Mach 10, dude. On TV, so we're getting our minds ready, and we're like, okay, this is what our training has been up to. Mind you, I'm wearing a brace too with duct tape on it and shit. <laughs> um, and then they uh, they get us ready to go, and this is when the cameras are rolling. Right, we're all lined up, right? And if you guys watch the episode, you'll hear the announcer. What was his name again? The guy on the mic, um, Corey. I think. Corey yeah, he was like representing South Florida team SoFlo. Like it's cool to watch that, but let me tell you the feeling of it happening. You're fucking team name that you came up with when you were in high school is being announced on tv think about that shit for a second some fucking name that we came up with when we were 17 is being spoken out of a guy through a microphone on nbc what <laughs> the fuck for real this can happen so i'm fucking telling you you can do anything dude and you think i was gonna let some thing bother me no I, team Soulflow was screamed on to TV. My dad was tripping balls when he heard that. So when they say that, we hauled ass through the quad. We were like, "Fucking team, fucking Soulflow!" <laughs> right? Tony, it was, Tony, and I were like, like planning our paths. Like, all right, listen, when they call, we're gonna go this way. We're all we'll go that way. Like, and, and we fucking went there, dude. And we went up the stairs and we did the stupid leg thing because we wanted to be funny. We gotta represent <laughs> our personality. And we're standing there with our team name on a screen behind us, and the NBC cameras just like coming yeah, down. Yeah, cameras on a crane. floating in front of us, and we're just looking at the camera and shit like that. Yeah, dude, that was insane. Like, fuck all the nervousness, and anxiety, and stuff like that. That moment was so cool. Everything else just floated away. That's how cool that shit was. I, with that alone, I was just like, all right. And um, and so then it uh, then it came about my performance. Like, th the issues I was talking about, the anxiety and the nervousness and the pressure we are putting on ourselves, after that moment, it just floated away. Because that's, you just, you're in it. And so the only thing I was worried about, I don't know about you, but it was like my performance. Like, how well can I do? I wanted to perform really well. Right. Yeah. I, I wanted to perform well, too. I wanted to prove myself, that thing I was telling you guys before. So when it came time for us... Uh, we basically had our own table on the balcony above the quad and it had like a paper that said team sofa. We still have it in the office and we all sat around, we have our food, whatever. We're just kind of getting ready. And then when it was our time to go, we go back down and then we would, uh, get on the, uh, get on the stage. Right. And then we would have to do the rock, paper, scissors shoot, which we won a lot. So what, so let's go. So how about you explain to them what it was like knowing that, we were going on stage. There's other teams on the balcony watching us, NBC cameras, and our first round is about to happen, and it's all starting with a rock, paper, scissors game. And we're and the smoke is there. Like, walk people through that. Uh, I mean, like, what do you want me to walk through? Like, emotionally, mentally. What were you like for what, me? Oh, for me, what was going through your head? I was just, I was excited because in my head, I was like, at that specific moment in time, I was like, 
for some reason in my head, I was like, I felt like I was going to, like, I knew I was going to do good and whatnot. So I was actually more focusing on like having a good time and that very specific moment until the first start, the first few chases happened. Then I was like, switch, <laughs> I'm going to do fucking good now. I want to do good. Right. Right. Um, but the rock, paper, scissors match, I mean, I also, I was feeling very fucking confident because we had a game plan. We talked, you were there for the game plan and everything too, weren't you? Like, well, you, you know what our game plan was, right? Walk through it. So our game plan, given the fact that Jonathan was the fastest person on our team, we're like, all right, you know what? If we get to evade, Jonathan's going in first, guaranteed going to get a point on the board. And all we got to do, dude, is just stay a point above them and we'll win the match. Seems pretty fucking simple, right? Right. So, and we already know Jonathan's fast as fuck. We were very convinced that he's one of the fastest people there, which he is, but he's not the fastest. And we were like, all right, we know what to do. We're going to put Jonathan in first. He's going to get us the point on the board. Julian wins the rock, paper, scissors match because I, I don't know how he's Wait, really pause. Fucked. We were put up against Apex oh, yeah, as sorry. the first team to compete against. That's like Daniel Sun going against Cobra Kai for the first time. Yeah. We were fucking defenseless. We're going against the fastest fucking team. It was yeah. so unf- it's, it's not unfair. It just happened. Continue. Anyway, and um, so we go against them. We're like, Jonathan's going to get us the first fucking point on the board. We were hyped. We had, uh, everyone was like, all right, we know what to do. We're, met, we're ready to fucking do this shit. We got a yeah. game plan. We know what to fucking do. We put Jonathan in because Julian won the rock, paper, scissors match. So we were like, bet, fucking invading first. About to get this fucking point. You hear me, dog? <laughs> and we put Jonathan in and Apex sends in Seth Wang, who is already has experience on the quad, has played already, is probably <laughs> the fastest person there. But we were still like, nah, they don't know Jonathan, though. Right. Jonathan, dude, they don't know Jonathan. He's got the Achilles gene. Yeah. We put him in, and the match starts, and Seth Wayne catches him, like, very fucking quickly. Yeah. And we, in the beginning, we were like, yeah, let's go. Oh, fuck. <laughs> dude, in that, yeah, we, uh, we when, hey, we're fucked, actually. Yeah. <laughs> we saw Jonathan come up. Jonathan was like, I, I don't know what to do, dude. He, yeah. he caught me. And we were just like. I think I looked at like Raul or someone and we were just like, who goes next? Dude, (laughs) I'm pretty sure I like shifted away. Like I was like, all right, I'm going to not go. I'm injured. I'm not going. We are. We went from like being up here, dude, to like, fuck me. Yeah. There goes our only game. That was our only fucking game plan. Just put Jonathan in. We'll get a fucking point. We'll stay on top of it. It didn't fucking work. (laughs) He got tagged within like the first fucking five seconds. And we literally were just like, all right, well. Who the fuck did we put in that? <laughs> we were just like, if we could have all done this, we would have. We would have. We would have all gone like this. That didn't go according to plan, <laughs> <laughs> dude. That was so such a set. Like, not only did it set the pace for Apex, but it also set the pace for our experience. But one thing that we realized later on that I'll say now is that it's not about speed. It's oh, about how enough. it's about the experience and how you can utilize the quad to your advantage. And Jonathan, obviously being super experienced with this, didn't know how to utilize to his advantage. If he did, he would have definitely not gotten yeah. attacked. Which he he did get better later on. But that plays into the part where I said, You get we got more experience and got way better to the game actually playing in real matches than we did practicing because it's not about how quickly you can move on, it's about how you can use it during high intense environments. Right. Which you only literally get Either if you've already played it, you can get it in practice. But if you haven't played it, the only time you can get that is just by playing a fucking match against another team. So, yeah, uh, Jonathan got out in the first, like, five five or so seconds. And we were like, fuck me, dude. Who do we put in next? So Raul went in and actually tagged him. Next. And then. Oh, what you doing? 
I want to put up an image. I can do this. Good enough. That works. That's trash. Can you check to see if the camera's still recording? You want me to get up out of my seat? <laughs> uh, whatever, the image's not going to work. Yeah, I just want you to check if the camera's still recording. Oh, fucking God. Um, this is a good little intermission. A little interlude. All right, cool. So after we realized that Jonathan got tagged and we realized that we were fucked, uh, we just basically were like, well, we could win with our hearts. You know what I mean? Like, we're the underdogs. And no, that didn't happen. No, we got fucked. Um, I was I was still optimistic. I was like, you know what? I'm going to fucking do this shit. And then when we got in there and we, we held our own for about three or four chases where no one got a point. And then Michael Sliger came in. This guy is fast. And royally whipped out his penis. And just shoved it in our ass. Yeah. And then slapped us with it. And then slapped us with it. That's, yeah. I felt like a fucking idiot. But also, bro, I hope you're listening. I love Michael. If he is listening, he probably enjoyed what you said. I did because I got my ass handed to me. Thanks, bro. Before before we uh, we were playing the match, uh, we were just having... Talks about how we're in each other's closets. I get, yeah, that's what, yeah. I remember that conversation. I just looked at him. And I was like, "Dude, I just, I just want to compete. I just, I'm already. You're making me nervous, dude. I love Michael. Uh, no, um, but for real though, basically, uh, we just utilized that first round against Apex. Those first 16 matches. That was an eye opener. As that was an a eye, big opener, eye opener, and as uh, as what it is supposed to be. Right? To anybody listening to is maybe uh, scared of uh, competing or things that happen for the first time. That is what's supposed to happen. You're supposed your expectations are supposed to be negative seven because you don't know what's going on. You're supposed to utilize that as your uh, pace setter, right? To understand what's going on, and that's what happened to us. I wasn't optimistic. I was just being realistic. I was like, this is what's going to happen because we are learning. We are learning. This is a learning curve, and that's all that this is going to be. And I was still optimistic in terms of me getting my one sweet moment that I wanted to for myself that I was explaining earlier, that little personal vendetta. I wanted one sweet moment for it. But in general, for the whole thing, I was like, this is just one big learning curve and experience, right? We can't just be like, we're going to fucking kill it when we don't know what we're killing, all right? Also, it's, it's very – it's not intimidating. It's just like it's very different because – It's not parkour. It's not parkour. Like, you literally – there's someone on the other end of the fucking quad. You walk down these stairs. The camera's on a crane. The or camera's smoke. on this on a crane following you walk down these stairs and you get onto the starting plate and they say Athletes ready. And it's not a fucking question. Yeah. So everyone yeah. everyone's like, Yeah, I'm ready. And like he said, it's not a fucking question. You're gonna go in ten seconds. Yeah. It gets very real very quickly and all of a sudden you're just like, I have no idea how to breathe. The twenty seconds go by <laughs> a lot quicker than you think. And you just they go by really fucking quick. You just quick. wanna make sure that you in order to perform well in that, you have to already get used to the environment. You have to habituate the pressure and the noise and the music and the lights. You have to be able to zone that out. But that only happens after a couple rounds, I mean, a couple chases and experiencing it. Then you get really into it. And that's what that first ass whooping was for us. The second uh, round comes along and we go against Try Hard Collective. Try Hard Collective. And that's where we started to get a little bit of footing. Ra- Raul started tagging, right? He comes back up on the stairs after the well, round's Ra- over. This is fun, guys. And I'm like. <laughs> <laughs> he's like this is great just have fun man loosen up and i was like i'm gonna deck you <laughs> continue um no raul got tags against apex too yeah dude he was ta- but here's the thing that's what i was telling you before he was having the most fun and the most 
carefree mindset. And that's why he did so well, because he wasn't giving himself any pressure, anything like that. He didn't have any personal vendetta goals or big long-term goals with it. He was just there for the experience. And that's what caused him to do so well. And other people that were doing really well in the competition, uh, were doing it because they were doing it out of fun. And that's, what's really important. Um, and I knew that, but I just wasn't in that mindset. There was no way I can just, it was hard for me to just switch into that, you know? Um, and I had to kind of be in like a super hardcore mindset in order to like forget my, the feeling in my wrist <laughs> and, but Raul did well because of that. And, um, and so we did that. And then I obviously can't remember every match. You're gonna have to watch it. Please go watch. Uh, but then it gets the, if we lose that one, we, we don't lose it as hard though. Right. And that's cut. You could tell, and everybody else could tell, all right, they're starting to understand a little bit. Cause they yeah. know that we're the newbies. The other team definitely tried harder than we did. You know, they have try hard collective because they want their initials to be THC. Yeah. Okay. Uh, one of them looks like Shaggy. That makes sense. Anyway, uh, <laughs> yeah. Anyway, we didn't lose that one as hard. We actually got points on the board. Um, and, but we still fucking lost. And then the third one comes around the moment where Daniel son and Johnny face. And, uh, I think that was against APK gray, APK gray. There's this guy named Mark. Fuck you. Uh, <laughs> Mark Balls. he, 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 <laughs> A hundred percent understands the quad, dude. That guy. You don't need. To, he's the example of you don't have to be fast. Evade. He, yeah, because like, Mark, like he's he definitely was not the fastest person there whatsoever. No. But he got so many back to back evasions all because he just knew how to fucking use the quad. And he literally, like, here's here's okay. So here's a little like tip as like when you're the chaser. You what you want to do is you want to try and control the evader. If the evader is out of your control, they're more than likely going to win because you're trying to chase them as opposed to as like a, like you're trying to chase them as opposed to them just running away from you. By having them in yep. your control, it's a lot easier to cut them off, corner them, and then actually tag them. If you don't have them in control, you get fucking Mark Bowles who can. You're literally just chasing him around between these different fucking high EQ obstacles that yep. he's just cut covering behind and then little do you know the 20 seconds are over so let me give you another perspective guys as well right so now we have lost two rounds right we've Dude, lost this against was this was the like we have to do it this was like i'm going to make it follow so we lost against a we got we lost against apex we lost against tryhard collective and let me put some perspective right let me just set the tone before the third round begins right against uh apk gray let me just set the tone and show you the different types of uh, perspectives a person can have and how it affects their entire being, right? Tony and I are up on the balcony, hardcore blasting music in our ears. Like, he's got a towel over his head. I, who, I think I did it too. And we were zoning and we're like, we got to fucking do this. Like, I, our mentality was like, we got to come back. Like, you know what I mean? Some fucking Tom Cruise shit, like Mission Impossible or whatever. Just like just playing Hans Zimmer, you know, <laughs> just the Batman soundtrack kind of mentality. And on the flip side, you got Raul and Julian just having a blast. And that's why they did the best. And then you got Sean and Jonathan who are in between the mentality that Raul and jo Julian had and the mentality that Tony and I had, Tony and I had the mentality of uh, Sean and Jonathan were in between. Both of them were nervous and they had something personal to prove to themselves, but at the same time, they were loving the experience and that's why they did the best. Um, so Tony and I are just in the balcony, in the dark, just like, 
fucking Rob Bailey, our father, just like, I can feel my heartbeat, right? And we're just like, I can feel my fucking heartbeat, dude. <laughs> fucking my wrist, I can do this shit, right? And guess what that Guess what that did? Nothing. That just made us make us feel more like shit about ourselves when that is never the case. So our perspective on putting so much pressure on ourselves is what caused us to not do as well. Whereas opposed to Raul and uh, Julian, their expectations and pressure of nothing is what had is got made them do so well. So um, especially Raul. And so we go down back to the stage, right? We're lining up. There's a smoke camera, NBC, other teams, Tempest, other teams fucking places are watching us we're going up team solo is on the screen we're tony and i are sort of personally feeling like losers <laughs> which we know we're not uh and we're going up there and we're just like game face on right and we're there behind the white line we do rock paper scissors shoot again because julian apparently knows how to play very well he won a lot of them and then it was time to go real quick in that moment though too it was the classic it's what you should be thinking in that very moment out like in my head. And I know for a lot of like probably some of the other guys too, is that you're up there and you just lost two fucking matches. You're playing your last third match. You're knowing you're not going to make it through to the, to the next stage. Even if you win this match, you're not going to make it through because you don't have enough evasions. Yep. But you can't just give up now. You're still fucking in it. You no had, matter what. There's two options. Yeah. Either just call it quits there or don't be a bitch and try again. So that was a great, like, honestly, like, we're fucking losers, but that was a great fucking it, example of, like, it was a character don't building stop, moment. Dude. Yeah. Yeah. And it was honestly, who I gives really, a fuck what anyone else thinks? Yeah. I don't give a shit. And nobody cares. And also, it was a big character building moment for me personally because I knew how far I'd come mentally to even do something like that. On top of not being at 100%, I felt empowered by just that. I felt empowered by the things holding me back ironically enough and that was the moment that i released everything and um mentally wise of course and when it came down to doing it that decision was we're gonna try again those last two matches i mean those two rounds did not happen these next 16 matches are gonna be the shit and so we obviously played to our advantages and we utilized uh jonathan a lot we used we utilized raul tony had some good ones in there and so um Sean and Jonathan were the Sean and jo Sean and Jonathan were the MVPs, and you'll you'll see why. But basically, this is it, right? The drums are stopped. Doom, 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 doom. Face off, <laughs> and we get in there, right? And APK Gray gets three evasion points, one more, and we're done. We didn't fucking do shit, right? And then all of a sudden, your boys from the south get a fire up in their ass <laughs> and we come back from zero apk fucking gray already they're like they're dancing and shit uh, bro dude what's up with the dancing bro this is a fucking war <laughs> stop dancing i'm here to get your ass dude but that's probably why they did good they were all like having fun whatever i don't give a fuck right they're dancing whatever and they're having so much of the confidence that they have three evasion points and we got zero for the third time no evasion points right and then all of a sudden, we get one. And then from the, well, that didn't go according to plan, went from, well, hang on now. No, hang on now. We're back in this bitch. So then we get a second evasion point. And now people are like, what the fuck is going on here? Team SoFlo on the fucking run. Right dude, people now, dude. are like, uh, 
what just what's happening? Like, wait a minute, wait a minute. Maybe they're not trash. Maybe they. I think it just took them. They're just late. They even the announcer guys even said it. They're like these SoFlo guys are late bloomers. Right. That we were because we don't know what we're doing. I don't know what the fuck to do. I don't know what we were doing, dude. And all of a sudden, we get a third evasion point. So now it's three three, and it's fucking sudden death, motherfucker. Right. And we're over here on the stage with smoke. Right. We're already hyped that we're even there to begin with. Right. And now we're back. Now we're like, oh, shit, we could fucking win this? Yeah, thing? dude. We were like, we can do something with this. So we get to sudden death, and it's Jonathan. Now let me talk to you about having something personal to prove. You want to talk about that? This guy has seen adversity, and you best believe that shit's on his fucking heart. He's wearing his heart on his sleeve right there. He walks down those steps, and he goes, I'm going to do this shit. I'm on TV. I'm a parkour athlete from Miami, right? This is the biggest opportunity I've had to date. I'm going to give everything I got. Motherfucker turns into Sonic, dude. Runs around, just fucking goes around. Gets <laughs> tagged at the 19.3 second mark. Pretty much fully fucking evaded. Almost a full evasion round, right? And then it comes for APK Gray to be uh, the evader and we're the chaser. Who was the chaser for that? Sean. Sean. And Sean. so, well, hang on. So, pretty yeah, much. Yeah, Sean, so, like, first of all, sudden death. Sudden death works by when you're the, when the both teams are tied up in points at the 16th... Um, chase because there's 16 chases in a match when you get to the 16 chase if there's no team is a clear winner as in we're both tied we go to sudden death and the way that they decide the winner is the person who has the fastest um evasion yeah the, no the, sorry, the, the longest fast, the evasion. longest evasion is the team that wins so, so me, by jonathan yeah. going in and evading and getting 19.7 seconds out of 20 seconds pretty much meant that APK Gray had to get a full evasion to beat us. Yeah, or if anything, you want to cut it short, hairline 19.8. But yeah. basically, that's what that's how that sudden death stuff works. So then it comes up to APK Gray. Mind you, we just came back from zero, okay? From two rounds previously that were lost, bad. That's okay, right? Came from zero. We matched up to APK Gray. Now we're on sudden death. And then Jonathan gets 19.7 second evasion. Or I thought it was 19.3. No, it's 19.7. And we're all on the stage watching him like, what the fuck is going we're on like, here? Holy fuck. And we're like, who's, who's going to be who's gonna be the chaser? Who's, you, you want? No. And then Sean's like, I got this shit. <laughs> His Thor flowing hair, all blonde and stuff. Dude, the shot when he's starting. <laughs> the shot when he's like at the plate. He was like, oh, I don't need a ponytail for this one. <laughs> just, dude, we need to get Sean on here. Just ready to call Mjolnir to his hands, dude. Shows up. Athletes ready. Eh. Takes the fuck off. And you're just like, oh, shit. And he's hauling ass. And he's, duh, duh, fuck, almost got him. Didn't get him. Just, duh, 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 duh. Right? And I think at like 17 seconds or some shit, smacks him and gets tagged and Sean gets the fuck and he goes let's go he taps the SoFlo on his jersey he's like let's fucking go it's on the camera everyone's on the back like what the fuck Christian and Damien are eating their fucking cookies and tea like what's, what's going on eh? <laughs> and over here Team SoFlo shitting themselves APK Gray is looking at themselves like we probably shouldn't have danced so much dude that was actually a little bit too much and then Team Tempest and everybody was like SoFlo SoFlo so Dude, that was a good time. That, that was so good. cool, that man. In, that instantly, 
I mean, granted, like I would have loved to per- to go on to the next final rounds, but that instantly made the past two matches like non-existent. Dude, everybody was like, "Oh shit!" We were even like, "Oh shit!" We were ch- we were getting our names chanted, dude. Dude, you you missed it at the end too when when we went to the pool. There were some people by the pool. Oh yeah, I went back to quarantine myself. So well, there were some people by the pool. We walked out. And as soon as we walk out by the pool, they're just like, so flow, so flow. And I was like, why the fuck do you like us? We didn't do that good. But we had like a sudden death movie moment. Dude, it was like Daniel-san doing the crane kick on Johnny at the Karate Kid, man. It was like that. It really was. Um, And it just, it, it left an impression on people, which completely fulfilled your goal. It really did. Yeah. I didn't get my goal fulfilled entirely, but to be honest... I, I might as well have because I showed up to a place that made me uncomfortable. I decided to do something that I knew was going to be difficult for me. I beat my uh, physical limitations on the quad, my mental limitations. I supported my teams in the moment that they needed it. I truthfully did accomplish my goal. Did I get my sweet moment where I could attack someone or evaded someone that superficially would have proven to me that? No. Next time. But that's okay. And so everybody that was talking to me or saw me, at the hotel or at the quad and I looked distant and, and I wasn't talking just know it's because of that and just know that next time I'm going to be a different beast because now I don't I I, I, I know now I know and it's going to go down and I'm also not going to have a broken wrist okay I'm going to be a hundred percent just know that anyway that's why I was I was dealing with some things man okay I wasn't in the best mood so for anybody that talked to me Tavon for example now you know man uh, so I'm sorry about that. But for the pool thing, that's cool. I didn't know that. They were chanting soul flow. That's so yeah, sick, man. Yeah, that was, that was dope. What a killer moment. What a great time. That was worth it right there. And then when you can watch it on TV. Um, so that was the uh, – because then after that, we you know we, we packed up and went home. Oh, yeah. And I got um, – they, they were like, yeah, uh, for dinner, they, uh, they brought pizza. So I instantly became one of the first people to grab two boxes of pizza. And I came down and everyone was like, where'd you get that? And I was like, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they had pizza for us and it was like stacked up. It was like a city tower boxes of pizzas for everybody, but it was cool. Um, but yeah, man. And then we talked to Christian Damien again. And we were like, listen, man, we know we didn't, we know we didn't win anything. We didn't win something, but we did have a great match. And we proved to you that we're capable. We want to come back. And they heard us loud and clear. And I think they like our personality too. I hope so. Damien Christian, first of all, I hope you're listening to this because I'm going to send it to you and you're going to listen. You're going to listen to it. Do you understand? Um, but yeah, thank you. Thank you, man. Thank you. Shout out, shout out to Damien Christian. Shout out to everybody at world chase tag, because that was such an incredible event. That was sick. What's literally happening for the parkour community with world chase tag is like unheard of. And it's something that every single athlete, has like been dreaming of and like wishes for like an actual parkour sport dude. yeah like where you can this the future is just there's it can it can go so far and it is huge and it's starting now and these two guys are doing it right because there's been parkour competitions that have in the past and i'm yeah. sure there's been really there's been problems with management people who aren't in the parkour funeral that aren't doing it right these guys are viewing it and doing it right i wouldn't trust anybody else to run this but them this is this and they know that and yeah. that and that that empowers them and i, I all power to them and I want to see it progress, and I want to be a part of it. And I've got ideas of oh, myself yeah, as well. We've just, got ideas. Just no, dude. We're not going anywhere. You're, oh, you guys no. are stuck with us forever. Soul flow idiots. That's us. You guys are stuck with us now. <laughs> yeah, man. So yeah. we're ready, and we're ready to take this to the next level. We're ready to take it to the future. We got ideas, and we're going to execute them. You best believe it. Dude, we didn't get to where we are right now by just sitting on our ass. We got to here by sitting on our ass and eating a fuck ton of food while That's we right. do it. Donuts especially. Nah. Uh, so yeah, after that moment, uh, we kind of just like, you know, basked in the sun 
you know, in that in that accomplishment in of itself. Dude, I got fucking I got a sushi burrito and a bunch of other sushi. We ate, we ate. Yeah, and also like by the way, like after it was over, that didn't mean I was just like a changed person. Like I was still going through what I was going through, obviously. But we ate a lot and I was just kind of using that. I ate a lot. I had the sushi burrito with Tony. I had a boba tea and I also had steak and shake with Jonathan, you know, just bonding over food, man. Yep. And we all just talked about it and we all just expressed how we felt our perspectives and stuff like that. And Raul obviously was super excited. Sean was freaking high off of his accomplishment. Jonathan was high off his accomplishment. Dude. Julian was just aiding his shinner again. And then Tony and I were trying to protect our ego. <laughs> no, we were trying to, we were trying to not do what we've done in the past, which is beat ourselves up for something stupid. And, yeah. and we did. So instead I got drunk. I think that night – oh, right. I went to the room and they did that. I don't know. But that I think that night we turned ourselves around. We were like, listen, we can't get mad at ourselves for this shit. Yeah, no. It was, a, it was that same that same night. Um, Which and, is progress on our part. Yes, very much so, personal-wise. And uh, so then I went back to the room and I just did what I did to calm myself down. I watched like SNL skits or something like that um, and went to sleep. And then it was time to go back and we did the same fucking thing. We drove. Except this time we stopped at a Hawaiian Chick-fil-A because – you know, this guy's been dying for it. And I honestly was intrigued to shit. So we went there. It was fucking good, right? Figured out how we, we didn't really have Hawaiian stuff because they didn't have it, though, because of the drive through or whatever. They did have some. They did have some stuff. Oh, yeah. That, uh, I had I'm pretty sure I had some type of fucking burger with pineapple on it. That's Hawaiian tacos. as fuck to me. Oh, yeah. Fish tacos and stuff like that. Yeah, we drove back uh, super early in the morning. We left. Jonathan obviously flew in and out. That's how he got to the hotel. Yeah, he, he didn't drive. He flew. He gets pretty bad car sick. And um, yeah, yeah. Uh, and then you know, the high was over, and goes our back to real life again. Yeah, depression. Uh, so yeah, uh, we yeah we stopped at the Hawaiian Chick Fil A. That that car ride over was like for some reason stressful because I think we were all getting on each other's nerves. That's just what happens. Uh, when you're crammed in there for so well, long. I mean, just tell Raul not to get mad because I get fucking chick. Oh, dude, that was so funny. <laughs> I was in, I was enjoying that banter, but also like. He didn't get it. <laughs> He's like, dude, Raul, you were. <laughs> he just didn't get it. <laughs> you were like, he was just like, can you fucking pick something? Like, yeah, but then just it, make a. How, no, how, no, you ordering the whole fucking. No, you're skipping ahead, man. At first, he hated the idea of just going, and then oh. all of a sudden, then all of a sudden, in his head, he was like, nah, I might as well get food too. And then that happened. But oh, Raul, dude, I love you. Freaking that car. Just no, I make fun of you because I love you. Oh yeah, same. That car that we got would drift to the left. Its alignment was so screwed up, and uh, Sean didn't pick up on that. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) The entire time Sean was driving, it would drift, and he'd fix it, and everyone go like this. (laughs) Every 10 minutes, this is what you did. Because Sean would let the car drift to the left, and then he'd jerk it back to the right. (laughs) So it just drifted. And and then Raul would look at each other like this, just like... And Raul was about to say something, and I was just like, "Just it doesn't matter." Uh, and then when we switched over to who drove after Sean, um, me. I think you wanted to drive again. I, I wanted driving helps me, so I wanted to drive again. And I drove us to the Hawaiian Chick Fil A. We got there, and this was mind you, Raul was already like, he was on, dude. He was annoyed because before we left, we stopped at a Publix or a Whole Foods. I can't remember what it was for Raul's food and stuff like that. And then we took off to the Hawaiian Chick Fil A. I'm not even gonna talk about Georgia Tech. That was whatever. We we stopped at Georgia Tech to see if there's any spots, but then we left. There's not. And then Raul was like, "Yo, because t- Tony wants to get Hawaiian Chick Fil A because they're just fat, or I don't know, he calls <laughs> fat fucks like that. These guys are just fat asses that want to eat all the time. Just they don't get it." And and then 
me having the entire time being stressed out. I'm the one that was like, let's just go for the experience. <laughs> I'm the one that's like, dude, it's a Hawaiian chick filet. When's the next time you're going to do that? Let's just go. And it's food. I'm hungry. Let's do it. And so we drove into it. And then he was like, all right, I'll have this and that. And I was like, oh, now you want food. And, um, and we got a dick ton of food and we ate it outside near it, uh, near, because, you know, obviously part of it is going inside. It was if you look through the windows, the Chick-fil-A was decked out like a Hawaiian restaurant. It was pretty sick. We couldn't go inside, so we ate outside, and we just kind of calmed down. We relieved the hangry that everybody was on because everybody was kind of getting a little bit like – I was obviously getting sick of doing this, <laughs> and I was getting sick of Raul just talking shit about eating. I'm like, dude, it's what we do, sort of. Um, and then uh, we finally <laughs> – we finally make it back to the house. We unpack, everyone disperses, we lay down in our beds, we lay down in our beds and we think to ourselves, fuck, I could attack somebody. <laughs> we lay down to ourselves and we think, I probably could have done better. <laughs> I, uh, no, don't, no, no, don't, talk, don't say that to yourself. No, it was good. No, you could have done better. Yeah, whatever. Michael Slack is a little bit weird. <laughs> <laughs> Eric, Eric, Eric's kind of a dick. But you know what? It's all good. You just have all these thoughts to yourself. And then when it actually comes down to it, you're just like, holy shit, I was on TV. And then you see the episode. Yeah. And then you, but first you're like, holy shit, I was on TV. I just experienced that. I'm a parkour athlete that started from nothing. And now I'm competing against other athletes. This is insane you can truly manifest what you want. And then we wait for the episode to air. Now, post thoughts about it. Tony and I have some crazy ass ideas to take this further into the future. Which I don't know if I want to talk about. No, we're not. Okay. Just, just, I want people to know that that's like, I want people to, cause some people competed in world chase tag and we're like, all right, that was crazy. I want to do it again. That's it. They just kind of leave it at that and they go back to their lives to do whatever they want to do. No, Tony and I are businessmen, man. We think about the future. We think about our ambitions and our goals and how they intertwine with our passions. Business we have bitches. ideas. Yeah. We have ideas for World Chase Tag in the future, so I hope you guys get to see that and have that come into fruition um, in the near future because we got a lot out of that experience. We got a lot out of it, and we saw we see a future with it, and we want people to join. It's all community. It's still parkour community. You don't have to be a parkour athlete to compete, but the majority of them are, and there is so much to do with this, and we want to be on board with that. Um so that's all I got to say about it. Personally, as an athlete, it was a challenge physically and mentally. I later found out I had a broken scaphoid and I was competing on TV with a broken wrist. And my tendonitis got worse because of, you know, how I kept on running and whatnot. I am proud of myself for having pushed through what was challenging for me and something that normally isn't challenging for others. But it was for me, and it was my own personal challenge that I overcame, and I'm proud of it. And I want to go back and redeem myself as an athlete. As a team, we want to win. What do you got to say? I was just happy to be there at the end of the day. I like same thing. Like coming from an app, like a fucking you're a parkour athlete. There's no sense of career in parkour, and there's no sense of like giant accomplishments up to like this tier when you kind of start parkour, like, you know, eight years ago, eight, nine years ago. So for this to happen is pretty fucking dope. And it kind of lets you know where you come through, where you come 
how you like go through your like uh your history and your life in parkour like where you started from and where you are now um you can always look and be like oh, i'm not where i want to be but you've accomplished a fuck ton of shit on the way there yeah that know? introspection is very powerful so uh i was just happy at the end of the day i was happy that i actually got to be there i'm on tv hearing the opinions from all like my friends and families saying how like oh like i'm all, people i haven't heard from it's like psyched that i'm on tv and i'm doing shit and from an outside perspective like you know they probably think i'm fucking doing really really well but i'm not but like it's it's a very it's a very good thing but um what i was trying to get at was that uh Damn it, I lost my train of thought because you had to breathe. As an athlete. When it's all said and done, it's it, it's not truly about what's the best tag or the chase. It's how far you've come and what it means. I got it. So <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm just I'm excited. I fell in love with the new sport, like when we get there yeah. that day. Like, and I'm very excited to see like uh what I can do with it for myself personally and as well as for the team. But you know, when you start parkour, it's generally just for yourself in the beginning before you start making teams and friends and whatnot. So I I'm curious of where, what I can, where I could take my skill, skill level and what I can do and we'll chase tag in the next coming years. Hopefully it becomes even bigger than what it is now. And you know, maybe we start getting paid like professional athletes. We'll see. Time will tell. I don't know. We'll see, but just, just know you'll see team. So flow again. Oh, we'll be back. All right, Rebels, that's all for today's task. Know when the next one is. Check your at Rebel updates on Instagram. Spread the word of the hideout to others you think can join this movement by sharing this any way you can. Show your host some love by liking, commenting, and rating this. And to show some extra love, write a review. <gasps> and if you guys get lost along the way, don't hesitate to email us with questions or new at thehideoutsoflowmvt.com. <laughs> Perfect. Check out soflowmvmnt.com for merch or more. Plus, follow other profiles somewhere over the fuck there. Uh, to stay up to date with whatever we're doing. 2021 is going to be a crazy year. Believe it. We I'm going to some... fuck you. Yep. And you guys are going to be along for the ride. This will be the last episode for 2020. Expect awesomeness for 2021. We're Rebels with a Cause. We love you. Signing off. Transmission complete. That is all today, Rebels. Report back to the hideout next week for your new task. Over and out. <laughs>